Yeah, I think so. That sounds so good. Oh. You say you love me, you gotta show me. You say you trust me, you gotta show me. I know I did some things, but that's the old me. And now my nights were really coldly. I meant up and swallow my pride. I put this shit all to the side. Forgive me for all of the lies this time. We tried, yeah, we tried. Said I love you about a thousand times. Said I hate you about a thousand times. Then we made up like a thousand times. We didn't spend too much time. Watching the bombs fly by. Waving the flag this time. Whoa, whoa. I was fair in love and war. I crossed every line just to be with you. Just to be with you. Hi, welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slap it, pap it, went, went, I'm back. On the ones and twos, the sauce lord of Indianapolis. Give it up for Sauce Boss Sack. Hey there. And a very special guest with us in the studio, Chef Oya from The Trap. How are you doing today? Oh, I am wonderful. So glad to be here. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I apologize. My voice is a little blown out this week. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that music selection that we uh, came in on? I absolutely can. I am excited to. So we, what we just listened to was Love and War. It is the intro song on um, my GM and sous chefs. Um, his name is Jacob Alexander. It okay. is his new album that just came out um it can be found on all stores um the album is called i wrote this hoping you would listen and um i am super excited for him and his um talent he has a beautiful singing voice and more amazing writing pen and uh, i'm just i'm so excited to share that with you guys i'm glad you did thank you and also how dope is it to have a boss that puts you puts you on like that that's great Uh, at this point that's my brother (laughs) (laughs) the trap is not uh uh what it is um without jacob's um work and sacrifice and uh his 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 beautiful hands i call him my right hand so so for the uh, for those of you that are listening uh, in the Indianapolis area, I'm sure you're already aware of the trap. <laughs> but if you're, if you're from outside the Indianapolis area or you're just uh, not in the know, can you explain what the trap is? The trap is um, a locally owned. Uh, of course, it's locally owned because I'm I'm here. <laughs> uh, black woman owned, uh, queer person owned, uh, walk up spot. Um, and we specialize in seafood, uh, something that's normally not in the middle of the hood in Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of our claims to fame or our claim to fame is uh, trap butter sauce, our house made mm-hmm. uh, butter sauces. You called uh, you, you called your, your co-host or your producer the. The sauce god, and yeah. I, I just don't know that I agree with that. Oh, oh, okay. I was wondering yeah. if there's going to be, uh, you know, fight or words <laughs> yeah, or something. Got to be something. You know? I just what? <laughs> no, but <laughs> we love batch number two though too. Um, but the uh, that, that thing loose is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, it's cool. I'm sorry. Um, but our uh, trap butter sauce. We have five different flavors: a house made um, flavored garlic butters. Um, or flavored butter sauces, and uh, we bottle them in house and ship them all around the world, and we slather it all over our seafood in in, in the restaurant. And uh, yeah, I saw you on. I was like looking up clips from you, and I saw you on like indie style or something. Mm-hmm. And they were pouring it on. Something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah so. I, I take it almost everywhere I go. It looks so good. Thank um, you. So it is a walk up style. Uh, for those of you who don't know, walk. I mean, it literally. It was a part of a like, a, it, like it used to be a part of a liquor store, right? It, I mean, the liquor store is still there. Yeah, we, but is it we separate? Share the, yeah, we share the building with the liquor store. Um, the trap is its own, you know, its own space. It's only about two hundred fifty square feet in there, so we make uh, the the most magic, the most beautiful magic happen. There's a couple um, of picnic tables outside, but the rest of it's one like, picnic table. One picnic table. Okay, <laughs> so I remember sitting down um, at one point, but, but yeah. yeah um, it's a it's a walk up. It's it's I, I think that we've liked to think that we've established ourselves as an establishment um, mm-hmm. here in 
in the oh, city yeah. and um, I know people and in our neighborhood for all, sure. All, I mean, I know people in the neighborhood love it, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's always a line. But like, I know people travel from all over the place. They do. They do. I mean, I just had someone drive down from Chicago yesterday to, to come and get some food. And hey. uh, the day before that, there was a, a woman in town to visit her family. And she was from Maryland and said, I mean, somebody from Maryland come to the middle of Indiana to get seafood. Yeah. Right. Like, come on. That's, that's that makes me feel special. Like, I'm doing something right. What? So what is your what's your culinary background? Because I know you're kind of famous. <laughs> In, at least in Indianapolis. Thank you. Now, were you, what, like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Were you kind of known before you opened the trap, or did the trap make you known, or a little bit of both? Uh, I mean, I'm, it was a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I went to culinary school. I went to Ivy Tech, mm-hmm. you know, uh, finished with that in 2006. Um, and then I had a couple of personal chefing clients um, in between that and, and worked at a couple of restaurants, a couple of cater- small catering companies. Mm. Uh, I was a lunch lady for a little while. <laughs> Um, so nothing um, super major on the culinary end, except for um, during my personal chefing run, I had, um, you know, a moment where a couple opportunities where I had the, the opportunity to, to like flex some baking muscles. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know, I taught myself how to create custom celebration cakes. There was one um, cake that I made in particular for a, uh, one of my best friends. And... Um, Took it to her birthday party at some restaurant. And from that cake, I think I got two orders to bake cakes the next week. And then from those two, four more came. And then from those four, eight more came. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I got myself pretty busy with, you know, making the uh, celebration cakes and was just, you know, punching them out every week. And then. um, So are you pretty artistic outside of just. For uh, sure. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. an artist to boot, uh, like uh, down to my core, and in, in so many different ways. I mean, I write. I wish I could sing, um, but because um, I'm not. And if I made you a cake, you would be horrified by it. <laughs> I know that I would not be horrified horrified by the way it tastes, though. Like I, you can cook, bro. Now, you, speaking of the fame, we we're just talking at the table that you were on Good Morning America a year ago today. Yeah, so look how much I've upgraded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a high honor. <laughs> Super um, high. They got some listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a, a, a really cool opportunity. Um, I was able to get that opportunity from um, being connected to um, an organization around the country called Black Restaurant Week. And this particular organization goes around the country and they do um, black restaurant weeks in all major cities and metropolitan areas. And they highlight um, black restaurants, like I said, all over the country. And they were super impressed with me. They actually just put me on their list of the five, one of the uh, five best seafood restaurants in the country, black owned seafood mm-hmm. restaurants hey, in the country. Top so, five. Yeah, awesome. um, but uh, Black Restaurant Weed is an amazing organization doing all kinds of great work for black owned restaurants here in the country and being connected with them has been really beneficial for me and my career and, you know, the trap in and of itself. I did want to ask you a question being a, a, a black restaurateur that I'm always kind of curious about. Like, I know uh, during the BLM protests and everything, I feel like every white person I know was like, I'm going to go eat at a black we restaurant this so week. so much money. I was going to say, was there like a two-week bump and then it just everything fell off? Or? It was a bump for about two months. Okay. It was like a two-month bump. Okay. That's how um, long marching last year is two months. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, white folks wanted to get their woke cards and make sure that they made uh, Instagram posts. Yeah. You know, at one of the most popular black restaurants in the city. So that was, it was fun to get their money for a little bit. They try to still come by every now and then, you know what I mean? We'll get a bump and, and we do have quite a few white folks come eat at the trap though. Like it really yeah, I mean, still shocks me like almost five years later the, to see a caravan full of white folks pull up on 34th and Keystone and yeah. they get out and they're like looking around and <laughs> trying to make sure they're okay. And I'm like, bro, you're fine. Somebody has to I, be the I got my block. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my uh, my ex girlfriend, uh, who's Mexican, she she, uh-huh. she she turned me on to it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, where, I was like, we're we getting food out of a liquor store. Yes, you are. I was clowning, and then I I took that first bite. I wasn't clowning after that. <laughs> and I was like, uh, now I judge people if they don't know about the trap. I'm like, right. Come on, what are you talking about? Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun. How many how many years did you say? It'll be five years in, in uh, January. Nice. So you were pretty much, I mean, I, I don't want to say 
set ready for COVID, but uh, at least like your style of service was yeah. not necessarily changed as much by COVID because it was all to go. F- it didn't have to change. It ready out. for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really strange way to phrase it. Hey, kids, who's ready for COVID? <laughs> I'm ready for COVID. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's a phrase that I use quite often in my kitchen. I mean, my, my staff knows exactly what I mean when I say that. It's like you never know what's going to happen or, you know, or who's going to come across, who's going to come through or, you know, what, what. You, we don't know what's gonna happen from day to day. I mean, we yeah. can kind of guess, but you know, you stay ready, stay on your p's and q's, get your keep your mise en place together, and and you can be ready for whatever comes at you. So we didn't have to learn anything new when COVID came and all the restrictions came, and I'm, we don't have eat in. We we know exactly how to do takeout. That's what the fuck we do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, but you did you did pivot a little bit because we before we're talking about you said you were doing the trap at home. Yeah, we did um, some take home meals for you know a couple months, and those worked out really well. People were able to take you know cold trap home and put in the refrigerators or freezers and take it out and prepare it as they wanted to um, How, so that was fun you seem like a person that even before covid was really connected to your community and where you're at mm-hmm. uh how i guess what was your experience like going through that covid with you know your customers are already you know you're, our, you're so in touch with them as it is our customers are just <laughs> i i I don't know if I'm just lucky or I'm or if I'm just really good or it's a mixture of both, but we just seem to have such an amazing um clientele. Um and I and I'll and I'll be real, like probably eighty percent of my clientele is black women. So that's that's one of the reasons why my you know, my clientele is so amazing because they support me and they love me. Yeah. As their sister right. and they want me to do well and they they, you know, do they they buy whatever I put out, like yeah. literally. Um, but, um, everybody else has been great too. It wasn't, um, a whole lot of work that we had to do to, to do things different or to keep open. Like when we did have to shut down for, for a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, during COVID, um, after we did the trap at home, um, we kept getting so many orders for trap butter to be shipped out around the country that, I mean, we couldn't stay home. We, we had to come back out so we can get trap butter produced and, and Mm. distributed, you know. Through the mail and all of that stuff too, even through all that crazy mail shit too. So it's you, been great. Do you ever think about going on uh, Shark Tank with that? You know, people <laughs> people mention that a whole lot, and I just don't. I I don't know that I want to go on there and ask them for shit. Like, I I know it's it's one of those things that um, I probably need to get over. But I no, I don't want to go on Shark Tank. Well, they're uh, big time listeners, and you just lost them. So <laughs> you missed if the they LU. They can come and get it. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're uh, you're de- you're definitely uh, a personality, and you've also done reality TV shows mm-hmm. before. Um, I, I work for Gomez. Full disclosure, I work for Gomez Barbecue. Uh, oh, Mike. <laughs> and uh, so I. I got. I was at his viewing party when they were showing it live, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a weird show because they took five Such chefs a and they made show. two of you ended up being judges. Yes. So you ended up being a judge, yeah, instead of getting the cook. Instead of getting cook, it pissed me off <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, it pissed me. I couldn't. Um, I couldn't believe it. Like when I drew, because they had us draw straws, mm-hmm. basically. You know what I'm saying? And so. When I drew the judge, I was like, ooh, y'all are so lucky. Because I really would have kicked some ass in that yeah. competition. I'm sure of it. Do they, does everyone get paid the same whether you cook or not? Or was, like, was there a prize? I, I don't remember how. It was. I, don't, I don't know. I think the prize was just like basically some um, just bragging rights, to be honest. I think we all got paid pretty much the same. Okay. I mean, I didn't ask you know, Gomez <laughs> or anybody else how much they got paid, but I'm pretty sure we got paid the same. But you said just being on that one appearance that got you interest. People started hitting you up to be on to be on other. I programs. mean, even before that, um, I got. I, I mean, I am a bit a bit of a personality. You put a camera or microphone in front of me, I'm turning it yeah, on. Yeah, you I seem very comfortable. It. I'm cool. Like this is. I'm in my element right yeah. here. Because um, I, you know, I do voiceover work too. I don't know if I told you that. No, um, the but cartoons. Yeah, so, um, so not cartoons right now. I'm just okay, doing well, like sorry. broadcast, <laughs> and uh, I do want to get into actual the voiceover acting. Yeah. But right now, we just do broadcast, and you know, like commercials, commercials, oh, cool. or even stuff that's non-broadcast. Um, you know, 
tutorial videos and you know shit like will that. Will you do a commercial for us? I feel like Absolutely. we should. While, while you're here today, we should get an anchor commercial. We can get whatever you need. I won't even send you an invoice. I'll do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh my god, that's yeah. great. Uh, so we do. Uh, <clears throat> would you like run through the the food here uh, a little bit and? Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, why don't you, we'll just let you run through and just kind of say what you liked or what we had. Yeah, let me think. Okay, so no pressure on you to say you liked anything, but you can just kind of run no, through. No, what I we always had. tell the truth. Um, came out first was your, the baked brie. And, um, I was pretty, I don't know why that keeps doing that. Hold on one second. Yeah, you're pretty grossed out by the brie. <laughs> you, know, you, you didn't like that. Listen, I am usually not a fan of brie, but I also will, if somebody's feeding me something, I'm also going to taste it. Or like, I'm not going to be rude. It's like, oh, no, I don't like that. Unless it's something that specifically I'm just like not fucking with. Like yeah. entrails. If you would have brought me a plate of liver, I would have been like, I'm not. With that. <laughs> you can bring something else different. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and that's any kind of liver. I don't give a fuck how much it costs. You know what I'm saying? Um, I bet I can make a liver that you like. I bet you won't. I think I, I could do, Ooh, I, liver I, off. You, I mean, if you if, I think if you I, say so, and I, I will taste it, but I bet you I won't like it. I think I can make you a brown schweiger that you would like. I ain't never been a brown schweiger that I liked. Yeah, right. and I, and I, like I said, I will try anything once. Right. I won't I won't say no to, to tasting something. But I, I yeah no I'm probably not gonna like. That. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. It's okay. So we brought out the break brie, and um, like I said, I'm I'm traditionally not a fan of brie. Um, but that bread uh, really was an amazing. Um, it was a good vehicle for it. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was super, <laughs> super flaky, and um, it was good. It was good. Like it, I felt like that the lamination in your dough just really was an amazing um, vehicle for the the oiliness of the brie. You know, I just mm. said it was good. I I really enjoyed it. And I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, I'm eating bread. I'm, I feel like palate is getting a little better. Dyke's one of the few people that actually makes puff pastry uh-huh. from scratch. Uh-huh. The first time I saw it, I was kind of, I mean, I've only seen people like outside of like culinary school. I've only seen people pull it out of the freezer from a package. Right, from a package and, and pull it. And you could tell it was from scratch. Like I, I could tell it was, there was a whole lot of love and folding put into that shit well i I gotta be completely honest our our normal co-host uh chris king he Mm -hmm. loves baked brie it's one of his favorite things so i specifically made it on a week he wasn't here (laughs) (laughs) just despite him Mm. i think my cocktail is kicking in what was the second course your um ratatouille oh Yes, I haven't had a good ratatouille. I think I told you since culinary school, and it's not something that I go and get at a meal. Yeah, me and I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't care enough about you know um, squash or you know anything <laughs> like that. Like I just, I don't care about it that much. But um, the the tomatoes in there were super duper rich and just super well balanced. I like that too. That was really good. Uh, it was something that I was like, I mean, I almost put an egg on it, and then I was like, yeah, hey, we're gonna have an egg on the. I like to, I like that to, egg on the croque monsieur. The duck, the duck the egg, egg is kind of the, you, you know, like uh, every cover Playboy had like the little bunny hidden somewhere uh-huh. on it. I feel like every episode of Heart of Brunch, there's a duck egg there's somewhere. There's a duck egg somewhere. Yeah. Well. Even if it's in Cody's bowl. When you laid that thing <laughs> on the table. <laughs> When you laid it on the table, I, I think I did say, "Oh, that egg! I'm about to make love to it." So I knew I knew it was the duck egg when it when it came out, um, and uh, I was super excited to get into it. And then you smoked that ham yourself too. You I did, Mr. Yes. Pitmaster. My, my job as a pitmaster, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> Zach, did you hear that? Did you? Uh, assistant pitmaster, yeah. assistant to the pitmaster, yeah, assistant to, to the, pit. the pitmaster. Yeah, no, he sends me his work pictures all the time, just so I know that he's still gainfully employed, right? As a deli county worker. <laughs> um, it is fun uh, having access to a smoker. Uh, you know, I was just talking about that earlier. I woke up this morning and. I don't know. I was just, I made a Facebook post and I said, you know what sound good? A smoke brisket. Yeah. And I don't have a smoker. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, you're a fucking build one. And, <laughs> you know? Um, 
But I just really had a taste for some for a smoked brisket. So now I'm I done found somebody that's gonna do me one for Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um I like that how you guys are like trading off work to each other. Like, hey, you're gonna do uh, my commercial now. Dyke's gonna smoke my brisket. Yeah, I didn't. Do, he ain't the one smoking my. Brisket. Oh, he's not the one. Oh, I thought that no, was. Oh uh, uh, no, 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 no! It wasn't. But I mean, you can. You can smoke something. <laughs> we'll get you something. Are you a good brisket smoker though? Like, you can do a good brisket. Yeah, I'll do it every day. I hope so. <laughs> they don't do call him Pitmaster. I gotta go see uh, for Mike. Nothing. I gotta go <laughs> see Mike over at Gomez. <laughs> I haven't been over there and and. Since y'all were at the city market, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. we're on. I've been to the new place. We're on Tenth Street now. It's uh, yeah, it's fun. It's 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 uh, it's different than the city market, but I like it so much better. Got to be much different. Yeah, I like it. I like just being city on the city market. Is probably a little stuffy. I like being I on the east side. Talk, I'm talk, probably talking too much. I'm gonna make somebody pit mad. No, calling the city market stuffy. There goes I've, my I've, contract. Trust me, I, 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 get in that month. I don't think I don't, that's the worst thing the that's been said. I've said a lot of worse <laughs> things about the city market on this show <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> I went in pretty hard on the city market <laughs> certain days. Oh. The so the next course was the. What are you doing next? We forgot something in the middle. The ham. The omelet. Oh. The, uh, yeah, the fennel sausage and yep. the yeah. spinach, spinach and the sweet potatoes and sweet peppers. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, like, I, so I was, like, very excited to do, like, a nice, cute French omelet and trifold. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's not what happened. I real, well, like half of my pots and pans aren't unpacked yet. So everything mm. is just. So I watched a cast her take iron. a big cast iron <laughs> skillet and then something that wasn't a spatula and tried to finagle. And I saw him. He tried. He tried to he give tried it a trifold. To. He really did. It didn't happen. No. The okay. omelet was the very first thing I ever learned to cook. Like cook, cook. Uh, nice. uh, my mom took me to the state fair, mm-hmm. and there was a guy there. There was there used to be on the, in the back corner of the state fair is people that were just shucking and jiving, selling stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I, the, it was just it was like someone always selling like a set of knives or something. But uh, this guy was selling uh, skillets, and yeah. to sell the skillets, he was like, "I'm gonna teach you how to make a sixty second omelet." And I was just like, oh, okay, we can learn how to do that. And he just had a hot skillet. That was the whole trick. He just had a hot skillet, and he had just his knees all set up. And then, yeah, you just throw it in. You can make a 60-second omelet. And I just remember being like, oh, that's a cool trick. Right. And then I went home. Not and knowing I, it's food. I just went home, and I just practiced and practiced. And I'd be like, you know, I'd show my grandma or whoever, my mm-hmm. aunt, whoever. Like, well, I can make an omelet in 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, so no. is that what, what you think, um, like, got you? You said it was the very first thing you learned how to cook. So making that omelet in 60 seconds. That was the very fed first. You, fed you into the, the That was the very first, like, world. edible thing I ever made. When I was, like, a little kid, I used to just, like, mix ingredients into the dog I food the bowl. Same. Well, not into the dog food bowl. Uh, I would mix ingredients yeah, into got, just uh, random shit around the house. I got whipped on my ass and legs. For, for sure. <laughs> I used to put stuff in my mama's ashtrays. And my, one of my most famous things is over my grandmother's house, I had a VCR tape. And you know how you flip the VCR tape and the grooves from where the VCR would catch into the yeah. to, to, to twirl the, the tape itself? Well, they there were holes. Yeah. So I remember putting like lotion and baby powder <laughs> in those holes and mixing it up mm. and like putting little bits of little bit or whatever to see what different types of consistencies I can make. I remember yeah. I made like Play-Doh or some shit out of like Vaseline. And you didn't get in trouble for that? I got my ass <laughs> in trouble for sure. For sure. But I was always mixing potions and stuff. And now I have a nine-year-old who does the same yeah. exact shit. It was. It was potions. I remember, like, that was, like, the first game I remember playing as, like, a little yep. kid. Making potions. And then, but I think it was because I always watched my grandma cooking and baking and doing mm-hmm. stuff. And I just, you know, I get bored. Nobody, you know, I'm from an era when there wasn't any helicopter parents or anything. And you'd be left alone all morning. Uh, for sure. Come back and you've destroyed the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, and then the what was the croque madame? Yeah, what's that? We talked about that, but the um, I called it monsieur, so I was wrong about that. I call it the croque. croque well, well, no, you're absolutely right. The only difference is the duck egg okay. makes it the madame. Okay. Oh, All right. French for crispy, Mister. 
Dad. <laughs> Crispy mister. Yeah. Well, you know I speak French, so <laughs> how dare you belittle me. You f- do you speak French or do you speak Creole? Creole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? We. Oui. <laughs> See that? Yeah. That's a, that a Creole word. And fun fact, French as well. The French stole it from the Haitians. Mm. Shaking my head now. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Um, and then for uh, dessert, uh, we did the the crepe Suzette crepe with the blood, blood orange. orange. Uh, and I, I was telling you off air, but that was like something that my my uh, my French grandmother made every New Year's. We had weird New Year's traditions. It was like stay up and play Monopoly with my cousin till midnight. And then go outside and like bang a pot in a pan really loud. What? Oh, it's a little bit different from where and then, I was in my neighborhood that I grew up in. And then and <laughs> and then we would have crepes in the morning. That's sweet. But followed by the sound of pots and pans banging. <laughs> See, I feel like at New Year people just shoot guns in our neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's L- that's what guns. I was referring to. Yeah. Sounds like little Afghanistan. Yeah, I was was so I grew up uh I always like, tell people like uh, I was with my grandparents half the time and my mom half the time, so I grew up uh, poor fifty percent of the time, and but then like middle class fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. which I think is worse than growing up poor because you actually see how much better it could be. I had a little bit of those experiences. I, I definitely have some family members that are, are a bit more well off than, than we were in my house so i i understand what you, what that means I, don't, I wouldn't say it's different i i think it just uh reminded me of what to um what to strive for and what to you know want to have my introduced to my daughter or you know yeah that's a good that's a good uh takeaway from it yeah my kid is i just marvel at the fact that she's grown up with so much access to different things and so many better resources than I did when I was little. Not to say that my childhood was bad at all, um, but I just—I mean, I didn't go out of the country till I was grown, and yeah. she's been out the country four or five times, and she's nine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. She got more passports Man. than a lot of grown, or you know, yeah, passport stamps than a lot of grown folks that I know. So it's really interesting to watch her just like, like shit that I didn't get introduced to that I was grown is just normal in her life, and like I can't. Like now, I gotta just keep continuing to make money. I can't not make money now because I've introduced her to a good life. Yeah, <laughs> and I gotta keep it rolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. No, I don't because I I don't, don't have, I don't have nice I don't have kids or nice things. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I can imagine what it'd be like if you did. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Chef Oya. I woke up and I thought both of you were going to be like, I can't make it a snow. <laughs> you thought I was going to say that? I thought both of you were going to say that. No. First My thing. daughter had a hair appointment this morning and her, her hairdresser canceled it. And I was just like, we got up and got halfway there and everything. And she was like, I can't make it until about 11, 1130. I said, girl, I got shit to do. Best harmonica I've ever heard. I've been thinking about you, thinking about you. What we could be and all that we could do. Some nights I get a little lonely. But I try not to let it control me. Hey, you work on you and I on me. I guess time will tell we'll have to see. You're my first love. I love listening to like the bass <laughs> the, headphones. Mm. the one cool thing about the podcast studio uh, Like during co- Like during COVID lockdown and stuff Is I realized the sound was so crisp And my phone Sucks at being a phone My, my phone is good at everything else Except for actually making, making calls. Telephone calls <laughs> Then it's just like what I can't hear you Can you hear me what But uh, So what I would do is I would come in I would plug my phone into bluetooth And I put the speakers on pull up the microphone and then I would just have conversations with people like this mm-hmm. and it would be so crisp and so personal. And then uh, and it was like, nobody was doing anything. So I just have my, yeah. 
my long conversations like this and that, that kind of influenced our uh, our other podcast, The Drunk Dial. Oh. The blessings of COVID. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with The Drunk Dial, you should go like and subscribe to that podcast. Isn't that right, Zach? Yeah. Why you? Why you so why, that to why me? is it called the drunk dial? Like, do you like what? What? So we did. It was a. It was definitely a COVID podcast, and uh-huh. it was started. It was the week that the everything shut down, uh-huh. and it was like uh, comedy got canceled, the service industry got canceled. It was every. I mean, it was everything I do. Yeah. You know, stopped yeah. in that one week, and uh, and everything that everyone I know does. Uh, and so uh yeah i have shit else to do yeah said that. and it was my friend uh bridget who was a professional chef and i and we would just call started calling local comics that we know we were just checking in with them mm-hmm. and just being like hey are you okay and it was like we were also i thought the, I thought the world was ending like i definitely mm-hmm. was not a person that thought like everything was going to be okay so we were mm-hmm. drinking uh, ridiculous amounts and then calling people. I remember we called uh, this local comedian, Zane Zadie, and he hadn't talked to anybody f- for seven days. Mm. And so he was just like, ah, I don't I don't really know what to say. Uh, I don't have anything funny to say. And I'm like, well, you, <laughs> you don't got to be funny, man. Just making sure you're okay. And I remember he ended up just walking around his house and he was opening up his cabinets and he was just reading ingredients off of stuff that he mm-hmm. had. Like, he was like, I don't even know how to talk to people. I haven't <laughs> talked to anyone for seven days. Oh, I bet that was good. So it started off like that, and then eventually the drinking went down. Because you can't, it's not sustainable. It's you not know. sustainable. And then we'd listen back to some of the tapes, and it was just real sloppy. <laughs> like, well, maybe we shouldn't get so drunk. But I, I think at that point, um, at, at the time in the world, having those um, different types of coping mechanisms was really super important. Like whether you were drinking or yeah. whether you were buying a thousand house plants, like I did, or... <laughs> You know, um, talk, checking talking, in, to people, talking yeah. to people, checking in with your people, saying make sure everybody was OK. I still think uh, uh, Zach and I, I've, I've had this conversation a couple of times this week. Uh, and I think I thought about it again because I just went and saw that uh, Dave Chappelle's new uh, movie that he put out. Mm-hmm. He was just here. And yeah. So it was like a screening of, of that movie. And it was about him putting on the comedy shows during 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 quarantine, mm-hmm. but it was also just like the images of everything that happened. I, you, I forget, or I don't know. If, I don't think anyone forgets, but every day was something messed up. You know, it was like every single day was something messed up. Where I feel like we all got hit with so much trauma so quickly that mm-hmm. we all haven't even really been able to process it at all. You know, yeah. and it was just like I was seeing these images, and it started. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Oh, man, I remember, like, and I was like, have I repressed this? Do I have PTSD? <laughs> like, do we all have PTSD? We do. We do. And um, this is a conversation I've had with uh, people uh, recently. Just, like, so much happened to all of us so quick in such a compressed amount of time mm-hmm. that I think that, like, it hasn't even begun to, you know, fully. To really fully realize and yeah. fully fold out. Yeah. Because I know just personally, uh, like, I've gone through the, and I have a history of, you know, depressive episodes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bad breakups, losing a parent. Um, you know what I mean? Going sure. through different, you know, childhood trauma and working through that shit. But um, this particular one that I'm, like, in the midst of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, like, trying to come out of has been the worst in mm-hmm. my entire life. So um, I think it's important to... Um, do what we can for each other and, you know, ourselves to prioritize working through that shit, regardless of whatever the fuck is going on. Because mm-hmm. ain't nobody else going to do what I'm able to do and what I need to do for myself and for my family. And I'm not able to do it if I'm not well. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's one thing that we've talked about here a lot with uh, service industry people is that, I mean, we, you know, we especially business owners. Nobody gives a fuck if you're not well. Yeah. And, and, and we grind ourselves to the bump. I mean, that was like part of like, I went to culinary school. I opened a business right outside of culinary school mm-hmm. and ran it for about two and a half years. And just like, it was just steering me right into a midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm just, How old I, are you know, uh, I'm 41. Okay. okay. And, uh, you know, I I, I had a, a a very close personal death, and it it, it made me like reevaluate because I was like, I love food. I don't know if I love 
being this uh, businessman. I don't know yeah. if the the restaurant tour side of it yeah. is 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 what I want to be into. And so I'm very happy about what I get to do now because I do get a balance of yeah. both things. But I think I just want to cook. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. Is that for me, I just want to cook, and I, I got a lot of homies to do both. And I and my hats off always to you because mm-hmm. I know how hard you work. But look, though, I've seen it firsthand how I'm, hard you work as a restaurant tour. Like I'm, I'm my. Jacob and and Mike and Dwayne they 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 do that shit for me. Mm-hmm. Like I taught them how to make trap food and how to make trap butter and how to get everything done. I don't. I'm rarely in there uh, steaming crab legs anymore ever. Yeah, like but that's that, smart. That's just not. Yeah, you got delegate. What I have to do right now, but I also have a, a consulting business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I also have a um, a cosmetics line. You know, I also am a mother and a daughter. <laughs> you know, full time. I'm um, also a, a voiceover artist. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, and I, I do a lot, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't even really get to cook as much yeah. as I want to, mm. cause I'm just doing other shit, but I cannot wait. I, and, and I think that's also one of the reasons why my mental health hasn't been what it is because food and, and cooking itself is such a bomb for me. Mm-hmm. It's such a, um, a stress reliever in such a way for me to, um, you know, release my creativity and because I've been, Charged with doing so much other shit. Yeah. I haven't had the time and the freedom to really get myself in the kitchen creatively, you know, anymore. And I'm trying to get back to that. Well, if you ever want to come cook with Hearted Brunch, you let us know. I will. We'll do that We're planning a lot of uh, <clears throat> pop-ups and special events and stuff like that. We'd love to have some local fun. chefs. And I also know... Just from like I, I I did some other stuff too where we just did like uh, chef collaborative events mm-hmm. because we all we all get bored of cooking the same you know same like, yeah well like the sometimes ch- I'd be like I don't want to look at a motherfucking shrimp right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you want to challenge yourself you want to do mm-hmm. something different and uh, and that's where some of the the best and funnest things that I've been a part of have done and like you know. You and me and another chef get together. We create a dish that'll never be replicated. You know, like right, right. and do some really fun stuff like that. So, yeah, you let let us know. We'd love to have you. Absolutely, on yeah, um, that'll be fun. Can't wait. Uh, you're you're. Uh, were you born and raised in uh, in Indianapolis? Born and raised in Indianapolis. I was born on Fodus. I don't know if y'all are familiar. Yeah. Uh, but that is Forty Second Street and Post. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school at? Um, I went to high school at Broad Ripple. Okay. Yeah, I graduated from uh, Briar Ripple. Um, but, yeah, I was raised on 42nd Post up until I was about 13, and then we moved over out west. And then I was in a magnet at Briar Ripple, which took me – it bust me to Briar Ripple because mm-hmm. I was in the magnet. Uh, I think the neighborhood that I lived in, um, I should have been going to, like, Manual or something like that. But, yeah, um, yeah, I ended up going to – no, we should have – I should have been going to Northwest, but I ended up going to Ripple. It's different now, right? You can go to any school you want to now. Or? I think so. I, like, I don't know. I don't care. I, I'm I not used- say I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's real. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I don't think the districts are as as stringent as they want to, and then they have like um, all these charter schools that have popped up, and the charter schools don't really have borders. Because my daughter goes to a, a public charter, and you know, it was close to where we used to live, but now it's not. But I still drive her there because it's a good school, and you know, she's- my, my like last two years of high school. Uh, I lived out of district or like for a half a year I lived out of district and my parents got a peel box in district and it was like So you could stay my parents didn't ever broke the rules or did anything illegal. So they, they, they were acting like they were like art <laughs> criminals, you know, like <laughs> They they were just like you can't ever tell anybody about the heist that we're doing, <laughs> and so like I wasn't allowed to have friends over. I wasn't allowed to play sports Lord. or join any clubs or like. Did you go to school here uh, in I w- Indianapolis? Yeah, I w- well, I went to uh, I went to a small Catholic school, and then I transferred to Ben Davis. What, what Catholic school? Ritter. Cardinal, oh, you went to Ritter. Cardinal okay. Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. I went to um, St. Rita's when I was in elementary school. Okay. Yeah. My a lot of my family went to Chatar. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I ended up working Come from a family of black Catholics. I w- <laughs> crazy as fuck. BC. I would. Uh, I ended up working at a uh, a Dairy Queen one time. Mm-hmm. What, what are you smiling for, Zang? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Put your finger on the button there. Well, oh, he thought you were going to tell a camp story. <laughs> I know he's going to tell a camp no, story. I, I worked you at a, a I worked story? at CYO camp for ten years. Hey, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, 
I talk about it a lot, man. Cuba sound effect. It's not an episode if Dyke hasn't talked about when he worked at camp. Right. I think I went to the CYO camp like one time and I was like, I am never doing that again. For did you go with your class or did you go for the summer? I think or like a like a I can't remember. I think it was like a summer thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably I was probably working there. You probably were. I mean I'm not I'm just you're a couple her, years younger than you are. Yeah, you're so. her counselor. But like I don't a, think so. I think I would have I'm pretty good at recognizing faces. There was I, I mean there was a lot before. of I have a lot of friends who are just a few years younger than me. They're like, You're my counselor. Really? I still to this day have grown Men and women come up to me and they'll be like, remember when we froze the silverware? <laughs> oh, man. Don't. You just froze silverware? <laughs> and this like is burn, not a camp it, story? It burned like, no, it like burned the kids' hands. What? <laughs> I don't think like, you understand how freezing works. I wish there was a video well, component because your face. My face. Okay, so. <laughs> We, we, didn't, we didn't drop anything to absolute Kelvin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was a dry we, ice thing. We didn't throw any liquid nitrogen on it. Are you thinking about T2? Is that what you're thinking yeah, about? I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, dry ice situation. You touch the cold uh, metal and, like, it sticks. You get frostbite. Yeah. And, you know, the kids cry. And it's like In a kids' little, camp? Yeah, and it's like a little, you know. Did that happen to gotcha. you? Like, did that happen to you? <laughs> Did oh, you, we did with, bad things. At did camp, you go to man. a gotcha camp? I went to a gotcha camp. No, I went to a, I went to a camp like where you would do like the impossible um, sit up or push up. Have you ever done those? Like where they like, put the butt in the face? No, <laughs> you didn't do that. Oh, I went to a Christian camp. <laughs> I sound like which is different from the Catholic camp. They did that. They did that at fat camp. They got out of fat camp. You pull down your Wait, pants. Did you go to fat camp? No, I didn't go to fat camp. I went to a Christian camp. Oh, but they got it from a fat camp. The movie Fat Camp with uh, uh it was not it was not called ben Fat Camp. No, it was called Heavyweights. Oh, well, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Well, anyways, it took so, steam out of it. Well, yeah, I've never watched you derail just <laughs> live. No, here and so like completely. So you would they would pull down in the pants. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Hey, Petey, um, I bet you can't do a sit up after like." Touching like jumping on one foot and whatever you make up something silly like oh yeah I could do a sit up after doing that and then they put like a towel over the the face and they go right into the like someone pulled down their pants and they put the nose in the butt guy would sit up and be like ah it was different it's a, you're talking about getting no, wa- waterboarded with a fart did well if they chose the fart were there, there adults there we were the adults <laughs> <laughs> no I mean we were all like. Teenagers, like there's like 19 year olds that like led or 20 year olds. And you had children, or you were all 19 year olds just going through camp. Like, you know, do you have kids you were in charge of? Like, I feel like uh, I need to answer. Like, I'm gonna be in a lawsuit, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think somebody is. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, like we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Like, well, yeah, yeah, there's just like That's a bunch of Go, go rule yourselves. Well, no, yeah. If you went to Thad's Christian camp, you may be entitled to compensation. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, we're acting like, okay, we're acting like Dyke didn't just say that he had, like, people that were only two years younger than him. It was, like, around your age Sir, I said we froze silverware. We weren't giving each other pink eye. (laughs) Like, it was... Abu Grabe. <laughs> that was nothing like what Dyke said. Yeah, we would do bad stuff. And shit. We did pranks like oh we'd shit goodness. on people's faces. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I didn't make it up. It wasn't me. I'm not orchestrating like, hey, put your your face. But you would watch. You'd just be on the sidelines like, this is about to happen. Watch. Did you guys see This is off topic But did you guys see the video Of the singer Who peed on that guy's face This weekend Oh my goodness I R. refuse Kelly? to watch No <laughs> No it was a woman It was a woman, it was a woman. She, was in a, she was in a, a band Yeah And she's singing And she asked for a volunteer And the guy comes up And lays down I'm assuming He knew he was She couldn't do this And he lays Can you look this up Zach um, I forget the name of the band but then, like, yeah, she's singing the song. She 
she pulls her pants down and then she keeps singing and she you can tell she's like working one up and then she just lets it rip and she just i mean it's not a short pee she pees all over this guy's and he's very into into it. it oh he's he's loving every single bit of it but like it's such a heavy stream that I think it did almost become like a waterboarding situation. <laughs> so he's like moving around, just trying to get breath, rescue breaths in. You know, like when you when you're swimming. Whoa, Wait, this is like a, a popular singer. I, I guess I, I mean, I'm not uh, Selena Gomez. No, I mean not Shakira. That Paul Abdul. I, I had never heard of her until this peeing incident. Oh, but. Uh, we got we I got saw the, the headlines. I we got one of the best producers in the game on it, so I'm sure Beyonce. The singer's name is Sophia Eurista. Yes, ah. <laughs> which that already kind of sounds like PP. That's too much. I, nah, this is a cartoon. That's Synchronicity. I mean, <laughs> what like her parents must be proud. Could you imagine? That might be where she got the shit from. Is there there any more? Is there any more on that, Zach? Mm -hmm. You never know. Never know. I'm just saying it'd be weird to see her like, like, hey, my daughter made it, and then like you see her on TV. She went viral for what? Oh, the the P trick, (laughs) the old camp P trick. It's. I have so many questions too because it's like it was such a P that I'm like, was this? She held it planned. Like it had to been planned. Yeah. Like. So what did you want to know? Like, what are you trying to find? Well, was there a name of the band? Uh, it, where where was this at? I think it was you know, details. So it was Daytona International Speedway uh, Thursday night. <laughs> it's not given the name of the band. Happened in the track. Okay. Uh, they they were pre- performing a uh, cover of Rage Against the Machine's "Wake Up," <laughs> uh, and. Uh, I'll tell yeah, you that, no, that I mean, guy it was just basically has the, the facts here. She peed on his face. Is there a video? Um, I can't find just the video. Oh, okay. That sounds like a piss stuff. poor excuse for a concert. <laughs> 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 While we're uh, bringing up Thad's flubs, I thought I hey. would bring up earlier today when uh, before the show where uh, I said it wasn't a fact. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking with Oya and... Uh, Thad tried to bullshit his way through, uh, you know, knowing which restaurant we were talking oh, about. Oh, we! I wish that was on camera. It was amazing. It was amazing. You know, I went he straight was, like, "Hey, you're from the Soul Kitchen." Full on confident that <laughs> I was from was, the goddamn Soul Kitchen. I was like, "Soul Kitchen, kitchen lady," <laughs> with all the confidence in the world. And she's like, "What?" It's like, oh, "That's your restaurant, Soul Kitchen." You know, that's that's your I was restaurant. gonna go with it. I was gonna go with it. And she's like, "Oh, it's called the Trap." I'm like, "Ah." Oh. Well, I did get Still trapped. nothing. I wish I could bottle your confidence. Bottle my confidence? That's yeah. the best thing anybody said to me in this morning. So thank you so much. Um, I, I believe it's called uh, audacity for men. Audacity, audacity for, for, men. Men. for men. Y'all got a lot of it. All right. Feel confident, uh-huh. even at your most wrong. Yeah, <laughs> really no, that's a commercial a right there. That is a commercial right <laughs> For there. No reason. <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> like just getting the wrong change for McDonald's? Like, like uh, Sarah, it's uh, actually seventy five cents more. No, I'm I'm actually wearing audacity. <laughs> this is audacity. right. Audacity. For no, I think I give you correct change. Yeah, yeah, this is correct. <laughs> I'm at the trap, right? Have you ever had a mansplain to a woman that the name of her business isn't correct? Well, <laughs> audacity for men. Now we're reaching for freaking straws here, Not which really. is a common known saying. Really. That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I could sign there. off. I was there. Okay. okay. You know what? While we're calling people out, you almost didn't come up to our podcast because we said nigga hiccups. <laughs> oh. Facts. Oh. Facts. So that is absolutely true. So, 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 tell us a story. I want to hear from your side. Because, like, when I got the message from Dyke, I had uh, I had never heard of the the Harder podcast, and um, I but went through brunch. the oh, sorry, the Harder Brunch. I thought that was not perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, the table of the turn. It is. Uh, but I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying, and. Um, I I went through the Instagram and I saw the good looking food. I said, okay, there's a point. All right. I looked through um, <laughs> the website or whatever and, and saw that um, 
Zach. Zach. Sorry. Um, I saw that Zach was a part of it, and I'm a, a big fan of Batch Number Two. And um, so I, batch I said, okay. Three. Hmm? Uh, sorry, sorry, I said batch number three. Is it three? No, it's audacity for men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say no. You're not, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to. Man. He was just trying to fast. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a new fragrance. Gaslighting for men. <laughs> <laughs> oh Um. So like, I I came on, and then um after after I you know saw that Zach was involved, I went and listened to the the last show. And I mean, I, you you guys don't have pictures of yourselves on there, and yeah. it's it's you know difficult to tell sometimes what voices you are. Feel like we were two white men saying nigga hiccup, hiccups. I did. <laughs> She's like, I don't know about the nigga hiccups. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about this. We were me and Diana sitting in the and studio with, with the white lady on there. I was like, oh okay, look, here we go. And was, if they what, are black men, then that's a weird conversation to have with a white woman. Well, actually, we weren't there that day. That was just Zach. That was just Zach and her. <laughs> we came back. We we're like, I don't understand why you would think that was okay. Took it a really strange direction. <laughs> he did. But yeah, so but I I kept listening, and uh, the episode definitely redeemed itself. I laughed a couple times, and I then I said, yes. I will come on. Yes. Hey. Yeah. Uh, comedy heals all. It does. I felt. I felt. I felt really bad. I looked at. I looked at that, and I was like, I was reading it, and I was like, I don't. I don't think she. Wants Your to explanation that. was hilarious. You're like, hey, we're just a couple of black guys, <laughs> <laughs> black comedians. <laughs> I'm just letting you know we're not white men up here with this white women saying the word nigga. <laughs> You know what? That was like his like uh, third like text phrase. Like like he like that's his third draft. Like because like he was like acting like he was like going to the principal. Like all right, we gotta we gotta explain that we're black <laughs> and we have our passport. It, it, it took me a minute. I was just like, oh, she's like, she's offended. I was like, man, she owns a place called the Trap. I can't believe she never heard that word before. Like nobody in the community was. ever says that. I had, to, I had to break up with my nail tech a couple years ago. She was a white chick saying the word nigga. Now she's apologizing. We've made up since then mm. because she's kind of redeemed, redeemed herself. Yeah. But you know, it, it's just one of those things. I just I just don't think white people should say it. And yeah. when they do, I call them out. You know what I mean? So how, how is she using it? Because there's a lot of ways to use it. <laughs> she was she was riding some black dick, uh-huh. and she felt that because that was what she was doing, that she was able to say that word. Oh, okay. She well, I say this. She was dating a black man. Any, any white woman that ever says that uh, has said it a lot, and a lot of people have not said anything and I, to exactly. her. Exactly. A lot and that's of people what it was. And she lost quite a bit of clientele after yeah. I put my foot down. Like, girl, you get too much black money for you to do this. Yeah. And I'm telling you to stop. She did not stop. And oh so me gosh. and all my friends stopped going to her and several other people. Mm-hmm. Since then, she's gotten her life together. So, yeah. See, and that's an example where someone gets screwed and they get the nigga hiccups. And she had a, <laughs> you had a scare to, you had a scared to get rid of them. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> That that's face because like I, I I was like I was genuinely <laughs> bummed out because I was so excited to have you come on and I was like we just pissed her I was off. Like, I was like do we have like are we like the are we like the shock jocks of like brunch podcasting that nobody wants to come on here <laughs> I don't know. and I was just like I was like no like I said I listened to the rest of the episode and it was ridiculous but I said okay and also, then, you also know, I forget to... what I said two weeks ago at any given time that's... so I'm just like. I was like, were we talking about blackface? <laughs> and you, and I remember that too. The blackface situation was was listen because she said, she, I think she said her sister like went into blackface, but but it's not really blackface. She just had darker makeup, bitch. It's blackface. Hey, you hear that, Rena? <laughs> Stand no, firm. I, 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 I also, I also, say, I don't know, I don't know your experiences, but I've uh, met a lot of people doing comedy that are from outside Indianapolis uh-huh. and. Uh, like that's from a small town, and this shit was prevalent up until like mm-hmm. you like not even the eighties. Like this shit was prevalent into like the mid two thousands. Yeah, of just like well, people not white folks not really knowing that that was not a good thing to but do. But just like also like well, we don't have no one to play Martin Luther King. Uh, like uh, my friend <laughs> Hannah's Phil, she's half Filipino, and she's <laughs> her they they made her little sister play Jackie Robinson, oh. in yeah. a notable Americans. <laughs> Because they're like, well, it's the closest thing we have to a black. Thing we had a black, not even the right gender <laughs> <laughs> or race. Yes. 
Man, I, I'm pretty oh, sure wait. we had Blackface Day at my school. That's how white. Where did you go? I went to Columbia City. No, I mean, there's a lot of people that did it, but like you, you're, you just saw, you just saw so much of it during Halloween or whatnot. And it was, yeah. yeah, in like the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, in the 2000s, yeah. this is a different time. See, indie was dead, like like. People like pull that out from the nineties or whatever, but it's like I didn't see that in the two thousands in Indianapolis. That would have been like, what are we doing here? Did you? I don't know if I did. If I went to a party and saw full on, full on. I don't know about two thousands, but I feel like white folks are audacious and they do what the <laughs> fuck they want to do. Wait, so it wouldn't surprise me if it 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 still were happening. I don't know. I don't, and I don't want there to be an answer to this question. It's just a food <laughs> for thought. Um, with the reenactment of of, of Christ uh, during during Easter, do you think those plays are going to start getting canceled? Because like a lot of white churches re- do Jesus face. <laughs> oh, because the white Jesus, Jesus face. Sure, is it? It's a Jew, a Middle Eastern face. Uh, is that gonna be, I, or is it not gonna be the well, same? Well, the thing context? is, the, what the 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 early illustrations of Jesus were not him being a Jew or him being brown at all. He looked he looked like fucking Caesar Borgia, right? Yeah. So, like, white folks just really think Jesus is white. So they're so they're they get a, a lot pass. of people just think that Jesus is white. So it, it's not shocking. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, they get a pass. All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> the lady from the soul kitchen <laughs> I will say There's an award For the best pivot on a podcast I want to give it to Thaddeus For digging himself out of that hole <laughs> That was actually rather impressive It was pretty good It was pretty good I didn't even know where the show was going to go uh, for a minute. That's my favorite kind of show If I don't know where it was it's like, going to go You guys are making fun of me Remember you didn't want to come this. on this podcast Because when you say niggas it was brilliant. It's like, dang, I didn't know we were gonna go there. It's brilliant. But I will say, most people don't listen to the episodes before they come on. Really? Yeah, I feel like that's actually a rarity. Yeah, that, you did your homework. You did you your homework for the assignment. Which I feel like is you being a business owner too. Like, well, what am I about I to put to, myself on here for? No, like, like, what I am I going to get involved like, with? And the thing is, like. Um, uh, the trap as a brand is is one thing, but then Chef Oy as a brand is another. You know what I'm saying? And so when I come on here, I am representing my restaurant to a certain extent, but I'm fully representing myself. Mm-hmm. And I sit at the intersection of, of so much shit that I cannot be... Flippant or... I, I can't be flippant. Like, I have to be careful, but at the same time, I am unapolog- unapologetically... Who the fuck I am, mm-hmm. and and I don't code switch. I I don't find a need for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I just like to be careful with who I align myself with, and making sure it ain't no bullshit. But then at the same time, if I didn't align with you, and I felt like I needed to come on and say something to you because I heard something that I thought was bullshit, mm-hmm. I would have yeah. gr- gladly done that too, <laughs> and pissed y'all off in the process and been okay with it. Like mm-hmm. okay. They either gonna air the episode or they not. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like I'm I don't have to be super duper careful because my image is not like this polished, you know, pristine thing. Because I'm not polished and pristine myself. I'm rough as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm from like the hardest hoods in Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm also very coachable and I'm adaptable. You know what I'm saying? And I've I've been to a lot of different places. I've I've done some traveling. I you yeah. know, I and I can I can be in almost any room, you know what I'm saying. So, I and I'm a fucking rock star, you know what I mean. So, That's right. Well, I'm relieved to know that there's a there's a version there's a universe out there where you would have come and trashed the food <laughs> and told us to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have had no qualms about it. It would have been cracking myself up in the in in the process. Still would have, but been the food was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you drop a beat for me there, Sauce Boss? <laughs> Chef Oya, thank you so much. You've been you've been an actual real treasure. Thank you. And I was you've been someone I've been very excited to get on because I'm again I am a huge fan of the trap. I'm a huge fan of your food. Thank you. Uh, it's always nerve wracking to cook for another chef, <laughs> you know. So I'm very glad that you enjoyed yourself here today. 
I did. Thank you for having me. Uh, where can people find you? Follow you? Whatever you want to promote. How keep up with you on social media? Of course, I'm always going to promote the restaurant. We are on 34th and Keystone here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, we're open for lunch 11 to 3 Wednesday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on the Trap Seafood on Instagram, Chef underscore Oya at Instagram, or you can just Google us and find us on Facebook as well. And you can uh, buy some trap butter at www.trapbutter.com or see everything else you need to see us at chefoya.com. C H E F O Y A.com. And your people with the music one more time? The people with the music that was Jacob Alexander and his brand new album that is now on all streaming and platforms. Um, I wrote this hoping you would listen. And just uh, for all the white people out there, you can go support black businesses any day of the week. It doesn't any day have of to, the week. You don't have to wait for a riot to any happen. Anytime of the <laughs> you day. Can just, you can just go Come out there. Come and give me your <laughs> white scholars. <laughs> Daddy's J. Yes, you can follow me at Thad McKee. That's T-H-A-D-M-C-K-E-E. And uh, I am selling a fragrance, Audacity for Men. <laughs> you can get it there. Uh, it will be out soon. Sauce Boss. If you like this and want more, definitely check out our After Brunch. It's our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. Three dollars. It's less than a cup of coffee. That is. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, find me and follow me on all social media at Dyke Michaels. Uh, guys, thank you very much for listening and definitely sign up for that Patreon. Go follow and support Chef Hoy on everything she does. And we will see you next time. Peace.